What does surrender mean to you? As in, you find yourself in a circumstance that you have no control over. How do you react? Do you fight it, kicking and screaming? Do you get caught up in obsessive worry about the outcome? Ellen Bergen is our guest this week, and she begins this new series of, you guessed it, Surrender. She explains it takes practice and a lot of self-compassion if you want to make the most of it, and you do. Need some inspiration, some encouragement? You're in the right place. We focus on confidence so you will believe in yourself more, passion so you will turn it into purpose, and gratitude so you will find gifts even in the hardest of times. I'm Rochelle Condi now, and this is Unabashed You. Welcome back to Unabashed You, Ellen. What a pleasure it is to have you. Thank you, Rochelle. I'm looking forward to our conversation. As always, we have we have good conversations, whether they're in this way, you know, uh, recorded or through Instagram. We we do stay connected, and I appreciate that. Okay, we're going to get to know you a little bit better. What's a current show that you're watching that you that you're liking or want to tell us about? Okay, well, I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, if Grey's Anatomy was on, because I think this is their last season, but because of the strike, that I don't think they've they've come back yet. So that that is probably one of my favorite shows. And um, but since it's not on, I'll admit to watching Sister Wives. Um, oh. It's yeah, I know. It's I, I record it and then I watch it later so I can zoom through without the, the commercials, but. I mean, I'm aware of it only in that, you know, it may show up in your newsfeed or it might be in a magazine that I look at or whatever. So I'm I'm sort of aware of the basic uh, premise of it and all. And that, I find that really fascinating because that, that actually is one of the reasons I like to ask this question, because you never know what someone might find, uh, you know, good escapism or like you know, it's not like you're watching that. You're watching that show. I'm imagining for pure entertainment or um, like, oh my gosh, I just can't believe this man is married to all these women. And how on earth does this even work? Almost a curiosity factor. Yeah. And it's just interesting to learn how other people live because certainly my lifestyle isn't, you know, (laughs) the only way to live. And, um, but now it, I don't know how many years it's been on, but now the, the wives are kind of, they're all falling away. The, the marriages are falling off. And so it's now it's fun to watch them each take their power back and, and kind of figure out what type of lifestyle do they want going forward and then, you know, slowly and surely getting it. So. Oh, I like fun. that. Taking their power back. That is really good. Okay. Let's b- bounce over to Grey's Anatomy. I'm assuming that you, if you didn't see it from the beginning, at the beginning, somewhere along the line, you have watched the entire thing. Yes. Okay. And have you watched the entire thing more than once? Uh, probably not. No, I know my mom has like watched it. I mean, I think she maybe has watched it three times all the way through. It's just like. No, that would be a that would be a real time commitment because yes. I think they've been on a long year, long time. Yeah. Yes, I think it's it eighteen years, or this is going to be nineteen. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. A long time. Number. 
All right. Tell me one of your favorite characters, because I'm I have watched the show, so I'm familiar with it. One of your favorite characters. Um well, I liked Izzy, who hasn't been on in a while. And I have to say that name a little quiet because my dog is named that and she's right over by <laughs> me. <laughs> She'll be like, what do you want? Um, I like her. And of course, I like um, Meredith, um, just her strength and resilience. And um, yeah, so she, I, I uh, admire her character. Um, of course, McDreamy. <laughs> who's no longer on it um yeah those are the three that pop into my mind first right. well my favorite I love Bailey and Richard are my favorite my two favorites oh, okay those are just my yeah. favorites yeah Bailey yeah she's she's fun to watch and talk about strength and <laughs> going she's a powerhouse yeah. she's a powerhouse yeah, yeah. and I, there's something about Richard, that I find really elegant and full of grace, even though obviously his storyline, he's been through all, they've all been through all kinds of things. They sure have. (laughs) Thankfully, we don't have to mirror anything like that, you know, for the sake of conflict and all, they have to really, you know, write in a lot of stuff. But yeah, there's something about his character that I think elegant is is a word that really comes to mind. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, I this see now these are why I ask these fun questions. Who was your biggest crush growing up? I'm trying to envision my wall in my childhood bedroom because I know I had a ton of posters up there. <laughs> and the only person I can really think of is John Travolta because he was making all those movies like when I was in junior high and high school, um, like you know, like Saturday night. Saturday Night Fever and Grease, Staying Alive, right. all where he was doing these great dance moves. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun to dance with John Travolta? So, yeah, so he was kind of of, of my era. So that, right. I'm going with John Travolta, final okay. answer. Okay, yes, totally, totally get that. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Hang on one sec. Okay, let's see what we got going here. There we go. My sound looked like a looks like it's cooperating okay um uh, yeah i i too um of your era and yeah i too uh yeah had that little crush going on yeah for sure i i totally i can relate to that completely what is the thing you're most afraid of when i think of this i you know i'm not necessarily looking for anything deep but but maybe more of an irrational fear snakes <laughs> Okay. And you live sort of out in the country. So how, I mean, and I'm with you on the snake thing. I, I don't know enough about snakes, nor do I want to know enough about snakes to be able to uh, ascertain other than the rattler. Cause that one's very obvious. Like which ones are the okay ones, which ones are not, I really don't want all that information. So is it, tell me about that. I really don't want all that information either, but um, most of the snakes that I don't see them that often, but we do live on a lake. So we do see them down by the lake sometimes. And I know that they're just water snakes and they're fine or whatever. And we don't see them very often. It's, it's very oh, rare. That's but good. That's good. Yeah. So it's not something <laughs> I have to deal with all the time. <laughs> oh, good. That's, that's helpful. That's very yes, it helpful. Is. Oh my gosh. I was thinking, cause you post a lot of things while you're walking. And I, as you say, snakes, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sure she sees a ton of them. 
I don't. I really don't. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's better. Okay. Um, a random fact most people would not know about you. It's it's always so difficult for me to come up with something about myself. That's a that's a random fact that I think people might find interesting. But what what I came up with is I can be either really conservative, or on the flip side, I love to take advantage of like a thrilling, adventurous, unique, one of a kind opportunity that happens in the moment. You know, so um, we were before we started the show, we were just talking about how we were both in Hawaii at the same time. And so when we went snorkeling, if you wanted, you could climb up onto this big kind of rock island and um, and then jump off. And it, it doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but it was pretty scary. And there were only two of us, I think, that did it in our group. Everybody else just kind of watched. And um, I also jumped off the the boat, which only one other person did, the roof of the boat. Um, and then like zip lining over a jungle, sliding down a fire fighter's pole, things like that, that is just kind of a comes up opportunity comes up and you either take it or leave it. And I usually tend to take those opportunities. Wow. Well, that is really cool. In fact, I think you posted a little video or a little reel about you jumping in because I that just rings a bell that I remember seeing that. That was I did. Yes, I put that on Instagram. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> That is a great thing too. I mean, like you say, it's nothing you plan to do, but it's in the moment. And hey, I'm going to go ahead and go for it. I mean, right. you, you you quickly assess. Yeah, okay. It seems safe enough. <laughs> All right. right. It's a calculated risk, but it still feels really scary. <laughs> and so oh it does feel gosh. risky. Yeah. And, um, you know, fear is going like, you don't need to do that. And I'm going, yeah think I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it because yeah. it's that moment. And then we talk about this, that moment of being a little bit afraid, but then also a little bit excited. So I feel like when those two things are together, that's a green light. I mean, it's, it's a green light because if it's a hard no, then that's it. That's like, no, that's not, I'm not going to do that. Right. Um, I did jump off a houseboat, the roof of a houseboat, if that's what it's called, the roof of a houseboat in Lake Powell. And I feel like, okay, I did that. I, I'm not trying to, need to do that again. <laughs> I did do it once. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's fun where it's like, yeah, I, I, I did it. Glad I did it. But, yep, don't need to do that again. <laughs> well, and I feel that way about, you mentioned zip lining. I did do it once and I feel like, okay, I'm good. I, yeah, I'm good. Oh. Yeah, I agree. I might jump off another if another uh, rock in the middle of the ocean, or cliff or whatever, island in the middle of the ocean or something. But yeah, zip lining is one of the things that I had another opportunity and I'm like, oh, I think I'm done with that. Okay. Oh, I like that. I like that you feel like, okay, I did it. I experienced, I don't have to keep doing it unless you yeah. wanted to. And yeah, that's that that sense of, I can make that choice. I get to decide. And without, you know, do you find that you've reached a point in your life where even if your peers or whatever were like egging you on, like if it's a hard no, you know, they can egg you on all you want, but it's like, no, no, I'm not right. going to do that. Yeah. I'm making the choice from freedom, not from fear, not, not because I think people might, what people might think of me or yeah. something like that. I'm making it 
if it's a no, no, not because, um, you know, not because fear is stopping me. It's because I don't want to. And that's like you say, a choice. Yes. I love that. Making the choice from freedom, not fear. That is beautiful. Love that quote. I've written it down and I'm very excited about it. (laughs) What advice would you give to your 10-year-old self? Well, I think really to be yourself and just be authentic and trust yourself because everything's going to work out. Yeah. So you be you, Ellen. (laughs) Right. Yes. And I know, I'm sure there's a part of us that if we could time travel, we'd go back and kind of, you know, whisper in her ear, it's okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to work out. And, you know, I I like the age 10 because I think really around that age is when people young, and I'm assuming boys too, but being females, we can speak to that. You start really caring what other people think. Yeah, I think you're right. That is because it's about fifth grade, I think, yes. somewhere around there. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I like that. Be yourself, be authentic, trust yourself. And I know you and I are both very interested in the confidence piece. You're a, a confidence and joy coach. I like to coach around confidence being one of the things I like to um, to coach around. And so it, it doesn't surprise me that you use the phrase trust yourself to your 10 year old self, because that's, you know, what confidence is, is believing and trusting yourself, you know, to make the best decisions for yourself and then feeling good about that. Right. Yeah. And just trusting that even if you make a mistake, it'll be okay. Yes. 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 And it's, oh, it's good to make mistakes, right? I mean, that's where we learn and grow and Exactly. It's the the catalyst for change is what I like to call it. Ooh, that's another good one. Catalyst for change. You're just full of really good. <laughs> Love it, Ellen. Catalyst for change. That's a good one. Okay. I would credit someone for that, but I have no idea who, who to credit, but I've heard it before. We're crediting you right now. Very good. Okay, it's time to take our deep dive. And and you are our first guest for this topic of surrender, which I had a friend suggest to me, hey, why don't you do, um, you know, the theme of surrender on the podcast? And I was like, oh, that is so perfect. Love that. Because it can look different ways to different people and the story around your particular surrender. So let's start with what do you, you know, what did surrender look like for you? I mean, are you going to share a story with us about a time you had to surrender and what that looked like? Yeah, um, I have a story. And um, but what I'll say is, because like you say, surrender can look different for Mm -hmm. other, you know, for, for different people. So what I think of when I think of surrender is letting go of the need to control and then instead just work on acceptance and allowing life to unfold. So that that's what I think of as surrender. And my story um, of how I really had to surrender, there's been plenty of times, obviously, but the one that really popped to my mind is. Um, when my son was in his mid twenties, um, 
maybe five, six years ago, he out of nowhere told us that he had gotten a work visa to work in New Zealand for one year and he had applied for it and he had gotten it and he was going to be going in a month. (laughs) So that was not what I had planned for him. I had planned for him to live in the United States, not halfway around the globe. And, and so it really took us by surprise. And, um, and you know, when, when I was his age, we didn't have the internet. We, we, we didn't really know the world as much as the world has become smaller, it seems, because we have such access um, to knowledge via the internet and even meeting um, people from other countries and, of course, travel. And so um, I was I was pretty shocked at first because I just didn't even know that was a possibility, really, you know? (laughs) So, but this is a new generation and I knew that he always wanted to travel. And um, so it was shocking, but yet it wasn't a complete shocker, I guess. Um, But still unexpected for sure. Um, So, you know, at first my husband and I were like, you know, we probably ask questions around, well, how did this come up? (laughs) And um, so he explained that to us. And, and the more we talked with him about, um, you know, he did a lot of research. He just didn't um, pick a, pick a country out of a, out of a hat or something. He did research and, you know, he, he had, a basic concept of what he was going to be doing and, and where he was going to be staying and stuff like that. And so, um, as some of those unknowns started to fade away, at least a little bit, there was still a whole lot of unknown. And I think that's, that makes surrender the, the scary thing is that there's always like a big unknown on the other side. Mm-hmm. And and so, and fear, of course, doesn't like um, the unknown because then it, it can't prepare to keep you safe or whatever. Right. So as we, you know, had conversations with them and learned more, and I I did some research too on New Zealand and what that was like and talked with other people who had been there. So my fear started to lessen and I moved into the acceptance phase. Mm-hmm. Um, but what really help me progress to excitement is um, I, instead of just saying bye-bye and, you know, keep in touch or whatever, I was able to kind of um, focus on uh, blogging because I had a blog. I still have a blog. And what I did at that time was in order to keep family and friends up to date with where he was, because he wasn't just staying in one spot. I would make about a monthly post on my blog and post pictures. He would send pictures, um, give us stories, and I would do my research on where he was in New Zealand and and give a little background on the geography or whatever of the area. So that made it really kind of fun. And I felt like I was traveling vicariously with him and Mm -hmm. having some little adventures So that really made my surrender even easier when I got to that point where I could feel like 
I was um, pro- progressing with him, and and it turned to excitement. Ooh, I like that. Uh, yeah, because it sounds like it, as the unknowns became a little more known, or certainly less mysterious or murky you were able to come alongside him more and even become come to the point of being excited, you know, excited for him and excited right. with him. Right. Right. But I really did have to surrender and say, okay, this is not my life. You know, this is where there's maybe I didn't make this surrender point um, well enough, but the the part of surrender for me was he's 25 years old and you know, the, the point of life is to, when you have children, is to, you know, raise them to be responsible, productive adults. And that's what he was. And his idea of life was different of, than mine. But that's that's a good thing because, you know, right. you, we're not meant to be the same as our parents. I know I'm not the same as my parents, nor did I want to be. So I had, you know, why should I expect him to want what I wanted? So it was a, a lifestyle that was new to me. It was travel here, travel there. Yet... um just trusting him that he was a responsible adult and he was, and being proud that he was doing what he wanted to do. Did I have control over it? No, I didn't. So I surrendered and surrendered and trusted. Okay. So is that what would you say that you learned, you learned through this process of gathering information to to trust him in this decision making, right? Yeah, uh, when you when you don't have control, give it to a higher power if you believe in a higher power, and then just trust that it's going to work out. Sounds super simple. It's not always super simple at all, right. um, but it is a practice, and um, you you may need to remind yourself that you're practicing and have a lot of self-compassion for yourself as you're practicing, because sometimes you might revert back to that space of being super scared and then reminding yourself, okay, he's a grown adult. He knows what he's doing. There's this wonderful thing called technology where we can (laughs) communicate with each other, see each other, share pictures, share stories. So Right. That was very helpful too. So yeah, what I learned is really to, when you don't have control, it's a lot more enjoyable to surrender and accept. Oh, when you don't have control, it's easier to, I'm sorry, what did you say again? It was so good. I was just in it. Now it's like, I I can't, I'm so in it that I can't get it back. (laughs) It's, I'm not sure how I said it exactly, but I think it's just that it's, it it makes life a whole lot more enjoyable when you accept it. Uh, Surrender and accept. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's very good. Um, so that would be your advice. Also, what you learn would be your advice to other people that, um, you can get to a place of, of, which do you think comes first, the surrendering or the accepting, or do you think they're simultaneous? 
Uh, you know, it might be a, a circle that, like I say, because we don't do everything perfectly the first time we're practicing. <laughs> Surrender isn't done perfectly at, at the first try. So we might need to practice. And, and each time we, we uh, remind ourselves of that, we grow that sense of acceptance for the situation, for the project, for the person, for the relationship, whatever it is that we're surrendering to. Um, so, yeah, I think that my advice for others is really to focus on what do you have control of in the situation? And usually that's yourself, how you react to the situation, you know, because I really don't have control of my son, my adult son, at least I respect him enough to not try to tell him what he should do with his life. Because that's his choice. So, so yeah, really focus on if you don't have control over something, maybe make a list of what you have control over in the situation and what you don't. Most likely what you have control over is things like your reaction, what you do to, to, um, you know, where, where you focus your energy, I guess, because if you're going to focus on what you don't have control over, you're going to worry, you're going to be disappointed. And bottom line is you're going to deplete your energy. And, you know, who, who wants that for your life? If you focus on what you do have control over, which is you and your reaction. And, you know, sometimes you can influence some things, um, but it's going to be a lot more enjoyable when you focus on that end and you're going to have a lot more energy to put into the things that you want for your life if you if you uh, surrender to the things that you don't have control over and focus on what you do have control over. Right. Oh, that's so well put. And that's so practical. You know, a lot of times, you know, on the show, we'll talk about things that are very inspirational and these, you know, bigger ideas or values or what have you. But then it's like, how do we get it down to something that we we could actually do? And I like this idea of a list of what you have control over and what you don't have control over and, you know, actually writing those things down because obviously we know when we write things, they become clearer in our minds. You know, we, we can make better sense out of it. And then from there, uh, you, you begin to have a roadmap of, you know, what you can do and, and what you can't do. And yeah, the, the trust piece is, you know, you raised him, you, you and your husband, you raised him and now he's, he's in his twenties and he's, he's, he's launched and he wants to go have this big adventure. I'm sure a lot of the shock for you was the fact that he had not told you really about this until it was kind of almost a done deal. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. It was, a, it was a bit of a shocker. <laughs> and and maybe for him, he needed to do it that way. Like, I I know I want to do this. I know I want to try to do this by the, the, whatever process he had to go through. And then once it, because maybe if, if the answer was no, then it's like, I, I'm not even going to mention the fact that I wanted to. I mean, I don't know. Who knows how it would have gone. But I, I, I think it's very interesting. I find it interesting the way he went about it. Like I've, I've researched this, I'm doing this, I'm going to find this out. And then from there, 
We'll see what happens. And then I will talk to my parents about it. And I'm imagining, did you go visit him? No, we didn't. Um, because what was it? When we had the opportunity to go, it was summer here because our seasons are flipped from New right, Zealand. Right. And summer is our greatest, you know, like I said, we live on a lake. So summer is our time to have here. And that would have been the time when he was available for us to go visit. But oh. he was working on a ski mountain and it was winter. So we ended up not going at the time. Um, so, um, and I think I was still working at that time too. Okay. So there are a few factors into play, but um, as far as him not telling us too, I hope this wasn't a factor, but I know that sometimes in this type of a situation, people might fan the other person's fear. Like if we would have said, why would you yeah. give up a perfectly good job to go do that? Or, you know, what if this, or what if that? And yes. just, and so th th that would have been no good. And I, I, I don't think we did that. I hope we didn't do that. It was, it's several years ago now, but, and I, I'm sure glad he went because he met a, a beautiful wife who I love as one of my own. And um, they ended up getting married a few years later. Yeah. So it, it did all work, to, work out. Um, and I just want to also circle back to the focusing on what you can control. Right. And one of the really important things is you can control how you talk to yourself and how oh. much compassion you give to yourself because yeah. surrendering, yeah, surrendering takes courage. So you need to be kind to yourself because it's not easy what you're doing. And you, in, you certainly don't want to end up beating yourself up. You know, if if you did think, oh, yeah, I did say, why would you do that? And, you know, I fan their fears or whatever. <laughs> don't beat yourself up. You move forward. Um, and so having that compassion is super important because it, you probably are going through a, a challenging time and and you need to just be kind to yourself. So um, because because beating yourself up is one of the most uh, damaging thing we can do to ourselves. Oh, and, and it's so true. And and I love your point about how you talk to yourself. And we do talk a lot about this on that show. And and really, it becomes like you talked about a practice. You you actually have to practice this. And the first step in that would be paying attention. I mean, what even are you saying to yourself? You know, you 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 can't change something that you don't even know about. Right. Yeah, and that awareness. You, yeah, awareness, right? Catch, and catching yourself, like, oh my gosh, that you know, ah, ah, you know that that thought process mm -hmm. that goes through. We wouldn't have that really for someone else. So why on earth would we have it for ourselves? Right, and you know that's a really good <laughs> that's a really good thing for people to surrender to is the the thoughts the kind of like the autopilot thoughts that they have. And that can be autopilot thoughts that you have about yourself, beating yourself up, you know, being a big bully to yourself. Let's try to surrender that and, you know, mm -hmm. pick out, pick some new thoughts, pick some new ways of thinking, um, you know, nipping that in the bud once and for all. Because a lot of times we've had that a whole lifetime, but to surrender to a new right. way of thinking would be very valuable. Right. Surrender to a new way of thinking. I like that too. Well, you're just full of these great little, 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 uh, you know, bits of wisdom and and practical things that we can do. 
Excellent. Is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap up here? I don't think so. I think that I think that covers it. Well, that was just a great way to kick off our surrender series. And you've given me so much to really ponder and think about. And I really have valued connecting with you and everything you had to say around surrender and giving us that story. And so your your son is doing great, and he met somebody on his travels. He's married to her. And do, do they live in New Zealand? <laughs> um, no, currently they they live in. She's from Scotland, and currently they live in oh. the, the states. They they do seasonal work. They still live that lifestyle. They do seasonal work. They like to uh, snowboard, so they work ski mountains somewhere okay. during the winter, and then during the summer they do different things, different seasonal work, but it's always something in their interest. And this summer they're taking off to do a lot of travel all summer. Yeah. Yeah. And but he found somebody that wants the lifestyle he wants and they're just completely making it work. That's, that's, that's beautiful. That's Mm -hmm. absolutely wonderful. I love hearing that. Well, thank you, Ellen. I appreciate your time and I, I just got so much out of this and I'm really excited and want our listeners to get a lot out of this too. Thank you. It was really, I, like I say, I love having our conversations together. So thank you. Thanks, Ellen. Ellen shares you can grow your acceptance of the situation by listing the things you can control versus the things you can't. Focus on what you can do by getting info on the unknowns, being patient with yourself, and finding a way to add something positive to the experience, just like she did when her son went to New Zealand and she blogged about his adventures. Having to surrender, you likely didn't ask for it, but you're here, so make the best of it. Let surrender be a catalyst for change. And now a closing prayer. God, we all have those times when surrendering is the last thing we want to do. And yet there is where we let you do some of your best work. We're open and vulnerable to what you are doing in us. May our surrender be a catalyst for change, the very best kind. Amen. Today, surrender well. Be unabashed. Be you. Thank mm-hmm. you.